0: Welcome to the Clean Up on Aisle Me podcast. I am your host, Nick. If you like today's episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you listen, and subscribe as well. You can also follow us on Instagram at Cleanup on I'll Me, and we hope you enjoy today's episode.
1: Thank you for listening to the Cleanup on Aisle Me podcast. When you're finished listening to this episode, head over to gracerootsboutique.com. There you will find cute clothes inspired by faith, fashion, and affordability. Use coupon code nick 10 at checkout for 10% off your purchase. Oh yeah, and don't forget to follow our Facebook and Instagram to see our latest inventory. Thank you for listening. We hope you have a great day.
2: He the oh, dude, he's crunching the chips pretty hard. Welcome back, guys. To episode number five, six. six, five, six, eleven, I don't know. All right, episode number six of the Clean Up On I Me podcast. We got a smaller crew here today talking about some important business things. Uh, why don't we go ahead and introduce ourselves? All right, cool, I'll start. I'm Sean, and uh, this over here is my friend. I'm his friend. I'm Zach. Hi. What's up? That's my other friend.
3: I'm his other friend. This is Tim. <laughs>
1: ah. And I'm Carson.
2: And I'm Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Hey, buddy. And I'm Nick. And I'm Dad. Dad? <laughs> um, so
0: uh, today uh, we're going to be talking about taking risks. Um, basically, this came from me talking to somebody the other day, and we were talking about um, greatest risk we've ever taken and how he um, just, you know, spent basically a lot of the money he had saved up to get a camera just so he could start his photography business. It's been like $3,000 on a camera. Basically all the money he had just to get that and just to upstart his business. And that's where basically this came from today because I, I was like, man, that's a big risk. He was like, yeah, but I have to take it because if I don't take the risk, then what's the point of me trying? And I was like, oh, well, I need to take some risks too. So, um, I guess the question I have for you guys is what's one of the what's one of the greatest risks, greatest risks you've ever taken? Mm. Tyler.
2: Mm. We have not lived
4: enough. I, I oh, go I, ahead, I would guy. I would say coming to this church. Yeah.
0: it's, a hard, it's a, I mean, uh, yeah, I remember that. It was a big risk.
3: I was probably going to school the first time. Like, for my first year or whatever. Because that costs, like, way more than any other school that you could ever think of.
2: Yeah. Anybody else? I'd say dropping out of school. Yeah. It's probably up there. It's a little risky, but it's working thus far. Yeah.
5: Oh, it's under the chair, that's why. Uh, (laughs) I'd say, uh, greatest risk was when I decided to change my major, um, at least this far in my life, because I'm still pretty young compared to 80 year old people. Relatively. Relatively, yeah. Over the age. But, uh, yeah, I decided I didn't want to do radiography. And I was kind of worried about telling my mom and my dad about it. And I remember I was walking. Yeah, me and my mom would just go on walks because we wanted to be healthy and stuff. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, hey, mom, I uh, I switched out of the radiography program. And she was like, you did what? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse
2: me? <laughs> I can yeah. hear
5: Linda now. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I want to do something else. And I'm going to do communications. She was like, oh, okay. Can you do that? And I was like, yeah, I did. I can. That's
2: what I'm doing. Do you like communication? Nope. <laughs> do you understand it? Yep. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's all I need. I mean we're communicating right now, so he's
5: You can't not communicate. You can't. That's true.
2: Carson, don't communicate. Um, that's true. Oh. Communicating that you don't want to be here.
1: risk I've taken is to pursue a music educator degree, because that is actually slowly becoming a minority, because <laughs> the teaching positions for that are dwindling. Mm-hmm.
2: Somebody's got to pay for football fields. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
5: that's
2: what
0: happens.
5: That's the sad truth. Of yeah, they, I mean, you know. they cut all the arts and stuff, and then leave money for sports. At least. Probably the south is where they do it but yeah.
0: And that's honestly a risk schools are taking. Yeah. Because they risk losing the musicians, and risk losing a lot of support. Honestly, because I mean, I won't, I, I, can't support a school that does that. To be honest with you. Yeah.
2: I think it's going to segregate schools in not in a racial way, but people are going to go to schools specifically because they have the a music program, program that they yeah. want to do. Which, I mean, kind of already happens. That's college. Yeah, it's college. Yeah. But it's going to be breaking down into, like, <laughs> these middle schools have a band, so we're going to relocate our whole family so that our kid that's good at music can be in that band. Yep. That's, yep. Why,
3: that's why when I went to high school, I chose Cedar Ridge over East Chapel Hill High. Also because at that point in time, East Chapel Hill High was full of drug addicts Still and is. people like that. So that's why I didn't go there. Yeah. But mainly because of the band thing, because obviously. Well, that probably would have been
5: one of the bigger risks you took if you went to. Eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I've heard um. I've heard the East
2: Chapel Hill stories. One of the kids and I went to Asheville with were there.
0: When it comes to taking risks, for me as a, I don't know, like I'm 28, so I've taken a few risks that. I know that, I don't, I know I know getting engaged the first time was. A dumb risk. I probably shouldn't have taken. Um, but it was a risk that I was like, all right, here we go. Let's try this. And then when everything kind of went down, it was a risk definitely moving back here because I risked coming back to home. And I sometimes it's not exactly what you want it to be. But it was a risk coming back home. And it was a risk coming here because of the jokes that we hear a lot. I still, I mean, I heard one this week. So jokes that I hear about, you know, The age of some people, so I hear that quite a bit. Why is he in the
5: college group? He's (laughs) forty-two. Yeah,
0: Um, I get, I get, I get joked about it quite a bit. Um, It's a, it was definitely a risk. So, any other risk that you've taken recently? That, or any other risk that you take that might have note? Because I'll be honest, you don't really. Think it's a risk until you've lost something or something bad happens in the middle of a situation, or, or if you're scared of it. What 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 fuels a risk? What fuels taking the leap of faith?
2: Whatever outcome you're looking for. Oh. The desire to be, or have something better. Yeah.
0: The possibility of something happening. Is that? Shoot your well, shot.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
5: I'd say it goes past the possibility of it. Like, if you're willing to take that risk, then you you want that to happen. You're going to make it happen. Yeah.
2: Come. How do you make it happen? Keep taking risks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, you're not going to get anywhere in life without risks. Yeah.
5: You have to kind of plan it out to some degree, but the biggest part is
2: just... Leap faith. The
0: yeah.
2: key is managing your risks and not taking unnecessary risks.
0: Mm-mm. What are unnecessary risks, then?
5: Like, uh...
2: Did
5: you ever see that episode of, um... Probably not. But the episode of Doctor Phil, where that kid just straight up moved to California, no plane or anything. He wanted to be like a he wanted to be a rapper, and he just straight up moved to California and was living on the street, just smoking cigarettes off the
2: street. Like he took a risk, but there was no reward. It was unnecessary risk. let me uh, hop on a train to California. I've got three grand in the bank, and I need to make sure that I can have a job there. Yeah. It's just like. I'm going to walk to California and get a label to sign me with my B-tier raps. Like, well, the, I say that because we,
0: we talk about, in in the music industry, you, like, you have to take a risk when it comes to, like, releasing music or, you know. Yeah. You take a risk releasing a controversial song. we talked about it with Kings K numerous times, but that was a, that was a
3: mm-hmm.
0: huge risk they took. Yeah. Um, but, what uh, and that's a that's a good example. Is there more reward in that risk they took, or is there more? I don't want to say reject or or failure, but is that is there more of that than the reward in that risk they took in particular? In that
2: one, I would say the the reward would be worth it because they're getting real people to be people who care about their music, not on. I mean, I'm gonna say Kaylo people. Yeah, yeah I mean, Kaylo people are just fake.
4: Well, I mean, not only that's that, but they're also. Like with the song in particular that we're talking about, he's saying words that we very well have said to God and ask God like, okay, why is this happening? But we hadn't just been saying, why is this happening? We've had words added to that and it makes it sound more real. Like, all right, he's going through the same thing I'm going through.
0: But, see, that's where I'd say also they also took a risk in that there were some pushbacks. Like, they were – I'm not saying they should have took the risk. What I'm saying is there were definitely pushbacks from taking the risk. Um,
5: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you're always going to have pushback when you do something that's out of the normal. Yeah. I mean, look at, like, the rise of punk rock and just – a lot of the different like genres like metal all that stuff
2: mumble that, rap yeah
5: when people first started doing it everyone was like this is like this is stupid I hate it but you get so many people that just uh, that flock yeah. yeah, to, to it yeah that love it so mm-hmm. much because it is just something
0: out of the ordinary um, when it comes to taking that initial risk there's other risks inside of taking that first one mm-hmm. absolutely um, I guess that's where I brought back my, my, my example where I took that first risk of getting engaged. And then there were a bunch of other risks that followed that, like coming back here, um, taking on other responsibilities, doing all that stuff, moving back home, things like that. Like those are risks that you take to get to where you need to be. Do you consider those risks that you took back then? Do you consider them risks that you were worth taking or you or you have regret in taking some of those risks?
1: I don't regret any of the risks that I've taken because even if they've gone south, I mean, you still learned from it and you still moved past it and you're where you are today because of them. So even if you're in a tough spot because of a risk that you've taken, you're still moving forward in some capacity.
0: And sometimes those risks can be as hard as some of the ones we've mentioned, or they can be as easy as you taking a risk of, Asking a girl out
5: or, or
1: drop, the, the, song. Out, or <laughs> drop the song or drop us like that
5: um you know
1: obviously, which uh, sandwich you want yeah one of them could get you sick i don't know yeah yeah,
2: yeah that's, that's a risk everything can kill you everything's a risk
5: i'd say in general i think more of the regret goes in the risks that i haven't taken in my life like that's what i was getting to yeah yeah risk you
0: like, haven't taken the things
5: like well that's just I'd say that's more of something that I would regret versus taking a risk, like Carson said. Like, if it doesn't work out, then you just learn from it. You take it with you. Um, And if it does work out, then, you know, kudos. Like, it worked out. But if you didn't take it at all, then you're just kind of left in this melancholy state because, you know, you never tried, you never went for that one thing that you wanted. Are
2: you? uh, Go ahead. That kind of sounds like it's basically... I know people don't like math, but it's ba- it's just a math. It's, you take the risk, you're either going to end up with success or regret. Mm-hmm.
0: Is it a, it's a coin flip at that point? Those mm-hmm. um, two got weird. Have you had more failed risks or success risks?
2: Probably, probably success. Because I mean, if you're counting all the menial risks that you take every day that aren't truly life altering. Yeah.
3: But like, yeah, I ain't dead yet, so <laughs> exactly. So yeah. I, I'm clearly
2: doing something right. We're wrong.
0: Um, remember the the ma- the mantra nice. that came out a long time ago: "You yeah. only live once." Mm-hmm. Yolo. Yellow. Um, would you consider that part of the problem with people taking a lot of unnecessary risks now that that existed?
3: Yeah, think about it like this: like, especially when that first came out, that had a lot to do with like a party scene or yep. something like that. they were just mm-hmm. like. Dude, I'm already, however many drinks in, but dude, YOLO. You're right. I'm gonna take this shot. I'ma blackout. That's that risk. That's a fail. <laughs> you're not gonna remember what you did after that.
0: Yeah, and see, that's where people in this day and time in college—I hate to say college things—cause you're in college. I mean, do you I mean, see people taking unnecessary risks on a daily basis? Sometimes. I think everybody takes
5: unnecessary risks on yep. a daily basis. Um, I would venture <laughs> to say
0: there's unnecessary <laughs> risks when it comes to like when <laughs> like when you're um it's a weird it's a weird way to describe it, but when you're like trying to pull out of this parking lot here, <laughs> if you see cars coming, you take the unnecessary risk <laughs> of just driving. pressing the gadgets <laughs> going. I
3: really do that though a lot because some people just get in the way, and I'm trying to, like, probably get food or something. So I'm going to go for it. Yep. I'm going to take that risk because I'm hungry a yep. lot. I'm about to a say, one,
4: that, one that's worse than that, taking the turn out of a parking lot, is the Roxboro Walmart. If you go all the way to the end where, like, that little strip is, where Vesuvio's is, and if you go around that area, there are bushes constantly there that they have not trimmed. Mm. And if you're driving, like, you can't see anybody coming – and I did that I did that I think one day this week and one day last week. I seen that there was enough like I thought there was enough room and I almost got sandwiched by two different cars coming from two different directions because I couldn't see one coming from here and I couldn't see one coming from here.
3: Isn't there a curve in the road right yeah. there too? Yeah.
4: Right there before you get to the gas station right there on the right. Yeah. And see
0: we take those unnecessary risks, we just literally just had two just driving unnecessary risk you you we take a risk by speeding
1: i mean you also take a risk by driving
0: Mm -hmm. we take a risk by leaving the house late or early you take a risk by leaving your life exactly that's the point because anything that's the point that i'm trying to make anything is that you take a risk by doing anything you take a risk by going to a certain school you take a risk nowadays by going to school and not and i hate to say it a school getting (laughs) shot up you take yep. a risk, those, those sometimes now, of these things happening, of life just not working out and life not making sense. You take a risk of life just falling apart on a daily basis. How, in your age of almost 21, now 21, going to college, now 20, 24, going to 25, me 28, how do you manage that? How do you manage the risks you take in regards to serious risks or meaningless risks? How do you manage that on a daily basis? It's all about preparation. How do you prepare for say
4: how do you prepare for those things? Reckon you look I mean, at don't... look at both the positive and like try to look at both the positive and the negative outcomes of it and either try to find a median in between or pull the one that helps fits the most of what you're trying to look for. It's as simple as a pro con list. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean pro but All the small stuff, basically, anything major in our lives, we'll sit there and contemplate all the, like, what's good, what's bad, what are we going to, like, how's it going to affect us? It's the minor things that we just process instantly, like, if I'm going to eat this, is it good or bad?
3: Usually, you've done those things before. Exactly, like. It's like learning. Muscle memory. It's like like when you're young, you learn the stove is hot. Yeah. So, I'm not going to touch a stove if it's on, you know, so. Kind of like that. You've done it before.
2: That's a risk you take touching a hot stove. Yeah, I've and heard the only old,
0: once. I hear, I hear it all the time from a lot of our people here. The older they get, the less risks they take. Do you think that's true? I mean, a
3: lot of them physi- physically. Yeah. A lot physically, of them they take they take risks kind of like getting like out of their bedroom. Risk, yeah, because then
5: they're probably not going to take that.
0: See, while we might joke, we're not really joking by saying you're taking a risk by living your life. The older you get, the truer that is.
5: I mean, I think at that point either done as like much as you want to or as much as you physically could mm-hmm. or you've just reached a point where you're content with where you are I think that's what it is I mean because there's definitely older people I've seen at the park come through that are going like traveling mm-hmm. and doing all this stuff like, like they' yeah. you know, they're not done you know they're still going out there's this um, I think a retired guy from the Navy that met up with some woman that stayed away from our park. <coughs> And they just decided to go camping together and he was going to like Alaska I think next like month or two I mean it just it depends on the person like if we're talking some of the people here then yeah I mean they're probably they have just reached a point in their life where they're pretty content yeah but I wouldn't say every older person is like that I think it just depends on sort of where they want to be in their life or what they want to do
0: would you equate taking risks to like a new year's resolution. Uh,
5: no, cuz I hate new year's resolution.
0: Yeah, but is 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 it the same thing as you going, "Well, I'm going to I'm going to lose this weight." If you or I'm going to do this. It, then
1: it could be. Yeah. If your yeah. new year's resolution is to cut negative people out of your life, that's a huge risk. That's you like it could be cutting vi- like, But
3: when when you're saying like the new year new year's resolution thing, yeah. even though people don't really not a lot of people follow through with that. You could. I kind of think of it like. Um, I guess what Ethan's doing right now, because like, he's trying to like, you know, do this thing, where he's like, cutting back on like crappy foods, and uh, he's already like lost a bunch of weight, and you know he's taking this risk right now, and you know in his present time for his future self, yeah. You know, so he's he's trying to, kind of plan out this outcome in a way um that he sees because i think his deadline is like september or something to see um you know what his transformation could be in these next few months and that's a that's a big risk for a lot of people because that's not their comfort zone like you know it's it's crazy
0: um i'm brought to jumping from jaded heights the part of king's k the rush when he says jumping from Jada heights, I see a rainbow off the distance guy like he's jumping from a rainbow. Um, jumping from a height that is jaded when you Google it, when you define it, it's like comfortable or boredom or being content or whatever. But it, it, that's when you Google it, it's what you see. Do you feel like you need to take more risks and jump for more heights? It makes jump, so much take more, more sense
2: jumping from my comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. Do you, you
0: feel like do you feel like you need to take more risks out of your comfort zone? Or maybe sometimes.
3: Sometimes? Yeah. Yes. There's definitely certain aspects of, of my life that I'd probably want to do that in and others where it's just like nah, you're, you're probably you're probably good where you are for right now but maybe in the future.
2: Yeah. I think music risks yeah that's, that's take, taking, yeah. I mean there's no need to, to do anything dumb but take I mean going on stage is a risk going and performing for people is always a risk what if you mess up how are you gonna approach the situation after that is it gonna ruin your desire to want to do it or are you gonna figure out how to do it better yeah. I mean Chris said it
0: last last time <clears throat> um basically you know he's not he wasn't really into stuff like that but he realized he had to do it like sometimes we just have to. Yeah to push yourself. Have to do it. Yeah. Um like if someone told me that I need like if, if I need to find a wife and I'm like, well I don't want to ask anybody out, why well don't complain about it if you're not gonna ask, take the risk and actually jump and actually do it and ask. Yeah. Like it's sometimes it's hard to take that risk. Like if you're talking to a middle school boy that's just scared to ask the little girl out. I mean Come a, on, dude. Just hand me this game. note
2: for me. <laughs> 919, not <gonna> happen. <laughs> but we shout out to that kid.
0: <laughs> but we honestly, we sit here and we talk about risks as human beings, as this. Uh, I hate. I don't. I'm not going to mention the church by name. As the church, what what risks should we take? What risks should we take as a church?
3: Like like us personally as like our our church Yeah. Um, I think we should obviously continue kind of like what we're doing as the younger people we can definitely push a little harder but we also need the help from the others I think that's our biggest thing right now is we just don't have we have that support but once we actually get to that uh, once we actually get to that quote-unquote, you know, when we're about to swing to hit the ball, we don't have that power. Like, no one's there behind us.
2: We're hitting the ground out every time. Yeah, we're just... We're not just gonna, a miss.
3: Yeah, because mm-hmm. we have all that support getting up to bat. Like, oh, yeah, you know, you right. can do this, you can do that. And then right when we go to swing, they're like, They stop cheering. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not there.
2: We want a pitcher, not a belly hitcher.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah, so... That's that's the thing that we kind of need to do, I guess, if we want to prolong what we're doing here. Yeah. What? I also
1: feel like, as a church, we need to stop, I guess, uh, I think as a church we need to stop making it seem like some people aren't welcome in the church. Because... Um, I know personally for my family, my brother has always felt unwelcome in a church. And he would be like, well, why don't you come with us to this one? I swear this one's, you know, more uh, kind to you or something. And he always didn't feel comfortable in it. So I think we need to be more open in general. And it doesn't need to be, like, the fake open, like, oh, no, we accept everyone. A club. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to be real and genuine and make people actually feel like, oh, I can actually be who I am here, so.
0: Yeah. yeah. Anybody else? Tim, what do you think? You have an outside perspective. You're not an like outside perspective, but you've seen it kind of. You've, you've Yeah, but you've seen it like, who, uh, who are these people? I will. Let me see will? Like, So, episode, like there's,
5: I mean, with that, there's a couple things that come to mind. I think as the like youth, we could take more risks in getting more involved with everyone else at the church. Um, I know when we were talking to the pastor, I won't mention his name. Robert.
3: Robert Kennedy. <laughs> his name was Robert James first.
5: <laughs> but talking to him, he um he brought up that point of, you know, well, we do a lot of fundraisers and stuff like that we're basically like hey give us money please but you know we never put anything in the offering we don't really do that much in the services and especially here it's kind of been it feels like we've been at war with the services in general yeah so it's hard to participate i think if we wanted to take a risk and wanted to try and like push ourselves we could work through some things like try and work with everyone that we say we despise and that we say you know need to change I think the biggest thing that we could do is to work with the people that we want to change and even if they don't want to change still working with them because I think that's the only way we're gonna get things done and that's the only way people are gonna be opened up to new ideas and new things um, now moving on from that tangent, uh, I think we could probably just get out and, or we should get out and just do more like, I don't know, in the community. more stuff. Yeah, in the community. I think not only just as a like youth group, but just as a church.
2: Yeah. If you guys got a Friday to kill, we can go feed the homeless. Any basically any Friday. Yeah. My mom's already asked if we could come do it.
0: And you mentioned that. That's an interesting point because Robert James won. <laughs> our, our pastor said it in the message today where he said um, we always ask we always say well why aren't they coming here and he was and he's like you never asked yourself why aren't you going to get them? And I was like ooh that was that was pretty good because truth be told that's that's, that's, that's be right. That's
1: really how it is. I feel like a lot of people they're like coming to church and they're saying well I'm at church that's you know that's enough and it's not
3: Mm
1: -mm. I mean people say all the time they're like I mean it says in the bible you're supposed to like preach the message and you're supposed to actually do what you're preaching and not just be all talk and I think that's happening a lot especially inside the church
2: looking at you Joel Osteen
1: Hey
4: you're not lying. Yeah. Uh, I would say best thing or one of the things we could do is also like agreeing with everybody but also just letting them know that like with pastor what he said in the last part of his message when I walked in, he said it doesn't matter if you're wearing flip-flops. And jeans to church or if you're wearing a suit to church if you've got a tie on or you've got just a button-up shirt on it's like jesus didn't die for people that were dressed up nicely he dressed up for the people who ain't got no clothes on their back to begin with and like even like when they were talking about being accepted in the church we've seen people come in the door. And I've look and I've noticed them I've seen some people in our congregation look at that new person that walked in like like why what is this person like is he going to shoot us up or something like no you talk to him talk to them we're the nice people you'll ever meet so it's like we've got to we've got to start just not caring if you have a hood on in church or not we gotta like just let everybody know like they may that may be the only set of clothes they have on right then a hoodie and a hoodie and some shorts or some sweatpants. Tyler is actively describing me right now. <laughs> well, I'm not not necessarily you, but I mean like I've He's seen it. Off. I've seen it with just about everybody in this group, to be honest with you. Oh goodness! Like I've seen some people and I've some people. Some people in the church not mentioning names, but they've come up to me, they've come up to Nick, and, like, y'all need to talk to them and tell them, like, they shouldn't wear that in the church. Like, they need to take it off. I'm like, why don't you talk to me? Yeah, come talk and to me. Come talk to me directly. That's one of the things I said, like.
2: Mrs. Insert name here that you know?
4: Talk to, <laughs> talk to them. Don't come yelling at me for it.
0: And see, that's why this episode's happening right now. But, it seems because, to grow up. because it's about risks and it's about so you you take a risk by walking into a church wearing a hood yeah you take a risk by walking into a church and listening to rap off. music you take a risk walking into a church and being i hate to say it being yourself mm-hmm. so with that being said to the person that wants to take that risk and walk into a church because they know they need something or they're empty and they're not necessarily looking for jesus they're just looking for something they're looking for a way to be comforted or a way to be loved. They're looking for something. Not just church, but in, in general. What advice, what advice would you give them in their effort to take a risk?
2: I, mean, I don't know about advice. What you were saying, though, with, like, why you're coming here. I didn't come here to find Jesus. I came here to find people that actually care about me. And I succeeded. Yeah. really sweet. Yeah.
0: I love you. What what other what advice would you give? Do you boo boo? Do your thing,
2: baby
0: Tyler, you're thinking. Mm-hmm. You're thinking.
4: Ah. Um Because doo-doo. honestly, we're talking
0: to ourselves right now. Yeah. Because for me, I wanted someone to tell me, hey, you shouldn't take that risk, or hey, when you're doing this, make sure you have this in mind, or make sure you're doing this correctly, or make sure you have this in your brain or in your heart. Make sure you're taking every one of these steps correctly, and I wish I would have had that.
1: Here's what I'm going to say. To people who feel like they are different than everyone else, and they don't fit in anywhere, and they're just looking for that, I mean... Even people who are just listening to our podcast and have never met us, but have only heard our voices, we all sound completely different. We all have completely unique selves. And everyone's going to be different. No one's ever going to just perfectly fit in anywhere. You just kind of have to take the leap and you have to say, I guess I need to do something.
2: We are definitely not in a utopian state.
1: Yeah,
3: definitely not. Mm -hmm.
1: As a whole. And we are lucky enough to live in a place where it's okay that we're completely different. And that we all dress differently. And that we all can make those choices for ourselves. I mean, in some countries, me as a woman, I couldn't even speak right now. No. So I think... You just kind of need to take advantage of the opportunities you have now.
0: Anybody else?
5: My advice is more to the, like the people, in the various churches and everything. Not yeah. really the people coming in, but like you don't have to shovel Jesus down everyone's throat. Like a lot of times people are just looking for companionship like Sean said. I mean, they're just looking for a place where people care about them. And I know the one thing that always like turns me away and just annoys the crap out of me is when somebody like comes to my door and they're not like, hey, how are you today? Like, I I just wanted to come talk to you, just see how you're doing, you know, just see Mm -hmm. what's going on in your life. It annoys me when they go, Hey. Jesus, 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 Jesus. And I'm like, dude, Do you like, know stop. the Lord? Just stop. Like, I get it. I've heard it a thousand times. You know, if I'm ready and I want to dive in, then I'll do it. But you just sitting here asking me a bunch of questions about my faith and what I believe and, you know, well, don't wait too long. You know, like, I don't care about that. I don't want to hear that. I need, like, companionship and I need communication with people right now. And that's... I feel like that's what a lot of people need. They don't want to hear a bunch of like Jesus and God being shoved down their throat, and they don't want to hear a bunch of rules because God doesn't like you wearing booty shorts in a church. Why does he care?
2: I, adding on to that, I would definitely say since being here, I mean, I, I definitely still wouldn't call myself like Christian. I'm not hundred percent on board, but I would say I'm far closer than I've been ever before just from having him here. And he doesn't I it, yeah. Let the record show. Pointed to Nick. But like he he's not constantly trying to Jesusify everything. He's yeah. he's just being a person and existing near us. And he just happens like I mean he'll bring it up in conversation because that's part of him. That's who he is. Yeah, it's and child, it's more it's less like preaching at you, trying to get you to conform to it as much as, as it's much more it's
3: like, like trying to educate you. you yeah Rather than you know, sharing his personality yeah is basically
4: what he's doing well also with that like what you were saying about throwing it in their face like I would like to think that what we've done in this group is we have talked to each other but we've also used like real life situations when we're talking about Jesus yeah. but we're not just saying oh, like yeah. Jesus did this. Jesus did that. Yes, he did those things, but how does it relate to me two thousand years a bad later? There's to that.
0: We've created a culture.
4: Yeah.
0: Of. We'll
5: pause for
4: that. It's
0: okay. I mean, it's fine. Um, we've created a culture of openness and honesty, mm-hmm. and where some days you don't feel—I hate to say—you don't feel saved or loved by Jesus. And it's okay to feel that way. And I think those risks that we've taken here of doing that, because those are everything against what I was taught. I was taught, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Mm -hmm. But then I was taught by my mentor, Peter, shout out. Peter was basically like, hey, you have to go where they're at or hang out with them. You have and to go, go to their level. Yeah, and then go eat dinner with them. Go spend time with them. Do a lot of that. Invite to them to your like, house. Go
4: to their concerts. Yeah, go to concerts. those things because
0: And if you don't, you better have a good excuse not to.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah, you know, I might make I might make mistakes and I might not go to all those things because life happens. But I think for the most part, I have tried to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And that's been a risk in itself because I was told that I'm not married so I can take those risks and that's exactly what I've tried to do because I know that I won't be able to take a lot of those risks when I do have that and so the risks that you all have taken by being here despite the many times where you're like do I want to get up do I actually want to go there or the times where you're like uh, ah, I could go to the other church or I could come here, and the fact that we have what we have, yeah, the numbers have decreased, but it's just a reflection of hey, sometimes we just have to take a. We have, I hate to say it this way because it sounds like I'm not doing not doing it like I used to, but the risks that I was taking in 2015 and 2016 and 2017 and 2018 are not going to be the same risks that work in 2019. Mm-hmm. So I have to reinvent what I was doing. Yeah. And that goes for everyone else in the room and whoever's listening to this. I know we're kind of having like a conversation (laughs) together in here, but the risks that we take outside of here are going to really influence the risks that happen inside of here because that's what's going to change those minds in the church. That's what's going to change those minds. And you said it perfectly that we have to be there with them. That's a risk. Because those people might go, well, you're... Yeah, well,
5: they may try and push you away. Yeah. But I think uh, just the bigger thing for me and why I've always come back here is just everyone being there. Like, you know, if something's going on, you or somebody would be like, hey, man, like, are you okay? Is everything good? You know, and it's it's not just immediately, you know, hey, well, you know, Jesus died for you you know like cool well that's not really helping my situation right now you know it's more of you know i you know this sucks i'm sorry that you're
0: going through this but you know and then you always throw in like
5: you know he's there
0: yeah and that's what that's how a relationship with someone starts when a relationship with someone when a relationship with somebody starts you go on a date with them right or you start texting with each other and you, and you and you do this and um what you're what you're presenting to people that just go, Jesus. They're like, oh, okay, let's get married. Yeah. They're they're like, alright, mm-hmm. they're they're that,
2: that let's get married to this man who died two thousand years ago. Yeah, let's
0: let's do this. Let's go. Put the ring on. Yeah. Try to be with go. him go. for eternity. In, instead apart. of it's yeah, instead of that's a this is a good conversation. This is exactly what I want. Is that I'm excited. I'm super hyped. Because this is like that is exactly what I want is for someone to be there and be vocal and say, Hey, I'm there and comfort me when I feel crappy. So I'm really happy to know that that's why you guys came back or come back because that's exactly the culture we create. We wanted to create. I remember telling you, I'm, this is a whole different ball game than where I was at. Mm -hmm. This is, A whole different world. This is a whole different group. This is a whole different mindset. And with that being said, we're going to do things 100% differently. And we have done every bit of that.
4: I'm about to say, because I followed you here from, I followed you here mostly from Lighthouse. Yep. And I know that in the closing processes of that, before I went back to Robinson Grove and you came here, you said if I'm going to this church, I'm getting misfits. I'm not getting just regular kids. I want kids that, you know, have had addiction struggles, that they're yep. going through marital problems. I mean, like, parents are, uh, <laughs> parents are going through marital problems, stuff and, like that. And and we, we
0: I'm, all, I'm brought to, when we went to that second trip to the mountains, when I went, mm-hmm. we bought a fruit one, and we went in the prayer chapel, and I was mm-hmm. like, hey, I sat here, and I prayed for this group before I even knew you. And I prayed for this to happen and whatever, and for, for us to get, this group and for us to have what we have and it might not mean like much but that was my entire world then because I didn't have any of it I was just like an 18 19 20 year old that thought he knew everything and thought that I was good and thought that I was okay and content but I was definitely not it's actually kind of wild. he was like
2: low-key almost a youth pastor younger than us <laughs>
1: I mean, when I f- I was doing middle
2: school leader stuff then.
1: When I first came here, I don't know if Zach realized it or not, but I was actually in a really bad place cuz my brother had just left for the military. He was a huge influence in my life, and I kind of didn't know where I was going to go next. Um, some people I recently realized would describe me a couple years ago as being shy. And I used to just kind of not speak up or anything. And Zach one day was like, hey, what you doing on Sunday? And I was like, nothing. And I ended up here and it actually, I found people who listened and I filled the hole that was missing there. So.
0: And that's why this group, we don't fit the mold that everyone else has. That's why every time we try to work with someone else, it just doesn't work out. <laughs> it's worked so yeah. different. Yeah. Herb. That's Herb. why I
1: stayed.
2: Hey. Pause for editing. <laughs> Herb definitely <laughs> listens to this. Pause. I like Herb. No. Um, I mean, but that's
1: to- why I ended up staying is because I've, I've been through a few youth groups, and I've been through a few churches, but... I didn't like how any of them just, they all fit the same mold and they all just did the same things.
0: Well, see, she's not here, but we, um, we were, I think we went to the mountains the third time. It was in the summer and we had this girl that was part of a summer camp and, um, it was just really cool to kind of get to know her over the course of like two years. And Mm then Tyler's known her for longer than me, but the coolest part was, we were like just talking to her and she was like, Hey, I really want to come to church or whatever. What? Oh, Hey, (laughs) and um, I thought she is here. I, I thought what was really awesome was us going through just talking to her and her coming on that trip and her accepting Jesus was the coolest thing in the entire world. Because I think that's what influenced a lot of stuff. The last two years is that I went from this mindset of, Hey, Jesus is, Definitely the reason I'm here. But hey, this these relationships I have with these kids are even better, or the rest better of, than Jesus. No, you know what I mean. <laughs> oh Jesus God. is Jesus is definitely the ultimate goal, but like the relationships that it takes to get to that point are worth it.
4: I'm about to say we try to show them a difference that there's a difference between Jesus did and <clears throat> Jesus is here.
0: And I don't know if we chased the rabbit down the hole. We probably did, but taking the risk of doing all of this has been worth it. To me, it has. Absolutely. Because we've grown so close together. Sometimes we want to kill each other. Sometimes I'm annoying. Sometimes other people are. It's whatever. But I feel like we as a group have come to know each other a lot better. And through it, whether they believe in Jesus or not, at the end of the day, that's their choice. But I'm still going to tell Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's just, as I said, it's who I am. Um, I feel like those concerts to King's K. Those Unashamed tours, those are my way sometimes of going. Here's Jesus. Get him.
2: Listen, listen to Lecrae's speech and then enjoy the rest of the show. But no, no,
0: no, that's not what I mean.
2: <laughs> you, you, you get what I'm saying.
0: I
5: get what you're saying. Those yeah. are good. Those are probably some of the better moments where. Oh. Like,
2: yeah. Unashamed even, was nuts. I
5: feel like even mm-hmm. if you are at a place where you're like, I don't even believe it all. You go to one of those shows and you'll walk away like screaming a song, super yeah. happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Thank you, Andy. <laughs> thank you, Chad.
0: Thank yeah.
5: You KB. Thank you, KB.
2: thank you, Chad KB. and D Steel. But see,
0: those are why those artists exist. Those are why I love those artists because they get you closer to Jesus without you really even knowing you're closer. Mhm. Like right, that's just like,
4: there's a couple songs that I've listened to where, at times, like, and I think. Nobody was there. Then I'll hear a song that we've all listened to and enjoyed. I'm like, holy crap!
0: Um, First that trip, the, the first trip
4: to the mountains. I remember the
0: first song I ever played for everybody. It was Here Now by Hillsong United.
3: Because
0: mm. um, nah. they all <laughs> joke about it because it was it was really slow but it had such a good build up. And then we list and then uh, there was a lot of other songs we listened to. We we listened to so many. I know we did um, no
4: other name by them. No other name. Uh, I think we did something from Need to Breathe, didn't we? Come
2: on, I know know you guys played Oceans back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. (laughs) The eight-minute
4: one. Stay stay there. Stay there. No, dude, we're
2: getting ready for our version of Oceans. (laughs) I'm about
4: to say, there's a funny part about that. I remember that we did that song, and we were standing outside, just like waiting for somebody to come back, and we didn't have anybody come back. So we ended up playing it again. <laughs> and like three people came back there and talked to us. <laughs> and, oh, in the so mountains, yeah. Yes. Oh my God, I was like, sitting there like we turned it so back over, and then here comes someone walking out the door. Yeah.
3: like hey. Well, I I do that.
0: I I hate to say I feel led to do it, but sometimes I do because sometimes people are like people so, get shy. And well, not are not we, only that, but I've I've been in those I've been in that seat where I've where I was just like them, and I'm like okay. If they play another song, I'll go. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, okay, I have that same mindset. If I play one more song, they'll come. Yeah. And I hate, to, really I hate to say that, but that's how, that's how I yeah. work it like like I like feel the, feel the dreams. Yeah. Because if you, if you think about it, bringing it all back together, it takes a lot, I hate to say balls, and it takes a lot of balls to get up. It takes a lot of balls. In the middle of a Sunday service, here especially, to get up and walk to the front and sit down and pray.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, to to be real with you, that is a risk in itself. Because I, we, how many of you have actually done that before? Nope. In a Sunday service. I know me and Tyler have. But in a Sunday service here, have you ever done it?
3: Yep.
0: Not When's the last time you did it with one of our services where we did it in there. It happens quite a bit, right? Or we'll just talk amongst each other. Or sometimes people feel like the only way to get to Jesus is coming up to the front
4: and praying. No. Jesus I don't think so. No. Well, I mean I've seen like yeah, I've heard I've heard some stories like our pastor, he's even said it like, you don't have to walk up here to me and pray the prayer of faith. You could do it sitting right there in the pew right where you are. Yeah. I mean, you walking up, like, he's even said, like, you walking up to the front, it does take balls, it takes guts, yes, but he said, you got just as much balls and guts doing it right there where you sit.
3: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, with all that being said, I think, um, if you're sitting here, if you're listening to this podcast in your car, if you're listening to it when you're doing homework, well, summertime, you're not doing homework anymore, unless you're, Are they playing the subway. Um, if you're if you're dealing with that issue of wanting to take a risk, if you're that person that's just having an issue, I hope you know that you are loved and you are cared about, and that it's okay that you're afraid to take that risk. But I will tell you, take it. If it's a risk that looks like it's worth taking, if it's a risk that looks like there's a there's a great reward, but there is a high risk in doing it, you're never gonna know until you just do it.
4: We may not look, we may not know you, but we love you.
0: Yep. If you want to um uh, send us an email about your issues or whatever about this, I don't know. You can send it at cleanup Follow us on Instagram, clean follow up on, on, on podcast. Oh it's just clean up there. Alright, well, we're
2: still a podcast,
0: whatever. <laughs> uh follow us on Instagram, clean up um, I'm
2: Nick. It's
0: been Sean. It's been Tim.
3: Carson. It's been Tyler. It's been Zach. Stay safe in Alberta, Canada.
0: <laughs> Have a good one. Bye.